Have you ever felt stuck between your past and your future? And you just weren't sure what the next chapter was in your life and you're standing there with a question mark above your head looking at a blank canvas. I remember when I was 17 years old, I was about to graduate high school and I felt a call to preach. And my youth pastor gave me the opportunity to preach for the very first time. I told God, if you'll anoint me, I'll work for you the rest of my life. If not, I'll take it as a sign that I'm not called to preach the gospel. I stepped into that pulpit and I preached to a hundred students. It probably was the worst message you've ever heard in your life, probably completely incoherent, but I felt the anointing of God hit me that day like never before. I told God, okay, I'll work for you as long as I live. If I can feel that anointing, if I can walk in that anointing, that's the life that I want to live. And it was in those in-between moments in my life when I was leaving high school and going to college, uh, I started taking music classes, uh, music theory, I was taking piano, all these different things. If it wasn't for people that reached out to me during that crazy stage in my life, I don't know where I would be today. I'm, I'm forever indebted to those people. Have you ever felt stuck in between and you didn't know what the next stage was? Well, that's what it means to be a hyphen. Hyphen ministry is all about reaching people at an in-between stage in their life. Between high school, college, marriage, you name it. It's just a part in your life where you're trying to figure out what is next. And I am forever indebted to the people that loved me through that season. Today's episode, I have a very special guest He is the hyphen director for the state of Georgia, and he is one of my dearest friends, James Barler. James is the youth pastor at Oak Park Church in Jonesboro, Georgia. Uh, He is married to his wife, Jen, and they have a beautiful little girl named Everly. I know you're going to love this episode. We talk about everything from the call of God, student ministry, hyphen ministry. We even talk about how many square feet of pizza has been consumed in the U.S. this year. Yes, it's a very interesting conversation, and I couldn't love James more. He's one of my best friends on the planet. Thanks for tuning into the show. Grab a cup of coffee. Get ready, because you're going to love this. Thanks for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. Enjoy the show. Test it for me, James. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, I am here with my good friend, James Bishop Barler. I'm so excited that we're finally getting to do this interview. And we are at his church, Oak Park, in Jonesboro. James, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you uh, for having me today. This is honor and uh, love the podcast, a fan of the podcast, a listener, so uh, it's cool to be on here. This is probably the only episode I won't listen to, but other than that, <laughs> Dude, it's great, man. This great is going to be, be like the greatest episode of all time, <laughs> I have no doubt, but right. I'm, I'm excited that we got to do this, and so when I think of you, I think of so many different things. I'm scared. <laughs> because... Uh, you are so involved in ministry. You're always so involved 
in everything that's going on uh, just in life in general. And so in a minute, I, I want to talk about hyphen because I really want to focus on that in this episode. But before we do that, let's rewind back a little bit. Uh, and this is what I love about podcasts because you can hit the rewind button and kind of go back in time. And let's talk about when we first met at Gordon State College. We literally instantly became friends. <laughs> and so much has happened since then, uh, but you were involved in campus ministry when Rachel and I met, and so talk to me about that. That's when we started to get to know each other. Yeah. Talk to me about that time in your life and when you were involved in campus ministry. Wow, that's uh, it. Feels like a long time ago now. It's, it's you know you, you say like back in the day, but you know anyway. So uh, campus ministry, um, Gordon State College. It was a great time. Um, Obviously, it was something that your wife, Rachel, started, and it uh, was a big passion of hers. And at that point, um, I graduated. I think Rachel and I, were, we graduated the uh, same year. Uh, we're both going to uh, Gordon State, and uh, I'd heard that she was starting this. Um, be honest, at first, I was just, I was going to class, doing my homework. Um, that first semester, at least, I got decent grades. And uh, I was just really content with doing that. And after, towards the middle, the end of that first semester, Rachel was like, hey, I'm going to start this. You need to get involved. Um, and basically made me get involved in campus ministry. Hey, Rachel did not give me a choice. That sounds like Rachel. <laughs> and uh, she was, man, she was lighting Gordon up. Just, I mean, she was making friends, making connections. She became the president of the Student Body Association um, and was just doing so many incredible things. And... Uh, so I got involved with campus ministry, and uh, it really was um, some of the greatest days. We, we, we met so many different people, uh, were able to teach many Bible studies, um, awesome. and uh, Rachel was, at first she was like, hey, I want you to get involved in this, and then eventually it was like, I was teaching every week. I was like, how did this happen? I was just supposed to be here and get involved, and right. Rachel has a way of just... Uh, um, kind of making you get involved. Yeah, and next she's a soul winner, man. It, she yeah. is. She is. And uh, so it was awesome. I I, I love campus ministry. Uh, I think uh, you and uh, Zach Davey talked about one of the first times that I met you was um, in in the moment where we were in the little cafe area oh, yeah. and you were playing. Oh, yeah. And um, it was going great, and all of a sudden you started singing and playing. And I was <clears> like, man, the whole school is going to hear him singing and playing right now. <laughs> And so, obviously, it I didn't know wild. you. I didn't have the heart to tell you that. But, Rachel, uh, I think from what I heard from the, the previous podcast story, she kind of let you down and said, hey, I need you to be a little quieter. But I that thought was, she was going to tell me, for those of y'all that maybe haven't heard that episode, you can go back and listen to it. But uh, I thought she was going to come compliment me and tell me how good I did. And then she was like... You're gonna have to keep it down. You're a little bit too loud. So yeah, that's kind of some backstory on that. Yeah. Okay, so we're I'm singing and we're having a worship service, and then what happened at that point? Yeah. So and 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 really, when you bring music uh, to the campus ministry and, and just to a Bible study setting, just in general, it it just it changes the entire atmosphere. And 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 really, from that point on, uh, there was a growth in campus ministry. Um, there was a new excitement for campus ministry. Um, and so that really, 
I felt like, and I, Rachel would probably say the same thing, when, when you came on and we started having music and there was worship, it really took our campus ministry to the next level. Um, and we started seeing God do some some really great things. And so um, some some great days, made, made a lot of good friends, um, people that we're still connected to, and um, it was really, really awesome. That's awesome, man. I remember just feeling... I, I don't know what it was, but I just instantly felt like super connected to you. I asked Rachel, I'm like, tell me about this like James guy because he really seems like a great guy. And then I think you could see it coming that, yeah. uh, you know, here I was showing up at campus ministry. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got Rachel at the Rachel Adams here exactly. heading up campus ministry. And then you're teaching Bible. I remember listening uh most of the time, you would teach the Bible study. Yeah, exactly. At, at least when I was there. Exactly. And now, there's a funny memory, though, that I have that oh, you might not... I don't know if you remember it, <laughs> but I was already super nervous about being around Rachel. and Because I obviously, you know, I wanted to ask her to go get coffee, and I was super interested in her yeah. in, in, like, every way, but I, I did care about campus ministry, and I wanted to be there. And so she calls me and invites me to come... And I had offered to come do the music. Let me come do the music for your campus ministry. At this time, I'm not super involved in student ministry yet. And so I hadn't done, I had done a lot of preaching, but I had not done a lot of teaching. It was just a weird, like, I don't know why it's so backwards for me. I started preaching and later I started teaching. And so she calls and asks me to do a Q&A. Like, it's not even a lesson. Like, she wants me to <laughs> she wants me to come. Yeah. And she's like, we're just going to open format Q&A. <laughs> and I came, and we met at Gordon, and people could just ask whatever they wanted. Do you remember that? I'm trying to remember this now. I, I have some vague I memories. haven't thought about it in a long time, but that was one of the most terrifying moments of my entire <laughs> life. I'm like, here I am in front of James Barler. I've heard him teach. He's a great teacher. He's like this prophetic, amazing oh, Bible whatever, teacher. <laughs> and then I've got Rachel there watching. And then literally, I couldn't even prepare because it was just open Q&A. So it was like completely off the top of my head. So I imagine your first impressions were me of me were just a young guy who had no idea what he was talking about. And, uh, but those were some good times going to the, the cafeteria, we connected pizza, over pizza, chicken wings, our love for pizza, yeah, our yeah. love for Shane's, uh, rib shack in Barnesville, yeah. which is still the greatest. Oh man. Um, but some so much times. has happened since then. First of all, we were both single when we met, uh, and then we both got married within a year from each other. Yeah. And now our wives are super close friends. They're actually hanging out right now as we speak. And we both have children. We both have babies. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, everybody on the show has probably heard a million times how I met Rachel. But tell us a little bit about how you met your wife, Jen, I'd love to hear it. Okay, I was actually thinking about this earlier, um, and it's, should I, should I give a long story? I'm trying to make this as short as we can. However but. you want. Tell it however you want. <laughs> um, so really, it, it was just uh, just a process of just different connections, and uh, our family being connected to uh, Oak Park, um, and uh, we became very close with my pastor, Pastor David Scott, 
who is a spiritual father to me, but our families were also very close. And so he is from Louisiana, from Bossier, and um, was a youth president there and uh, assisted uh, Brother Dean at that church uh, for 10 years and, and was very involved there in the church and in the district. So um, we, we went to Louisiana many times with them. We would go for camp meetings, we'd go for different things, um, just, just came close with their family. And so um, through my connection with, with our family to my pastor and his family, um, I just made a lot of friends um, going to camp meeting and different things. And um, right. I um, had some friends at POA and um, attended their training center they had uh, several years ago. And when I was there at the training center, was there for, for three months, um, I, I met this girl that worked at POA. She actually, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She, she she worked there at the church, and so we're at the church almost every day, so we're going to run into her. Hallelujah. And, uh, yes. And so it was prayer just— meetings, Prayer yes, meetings. Yes, yes. And so um, what was just kind of interesting that time, you know, we weren't allowed to talk to girls. We weren't allowed to, you know, hang out with girls. Um, but we would see her and say hi and At the all internship. Of that. Yes, yes. Okay. And so um, I would just see her, and we just kind of had this joke kind of towards the end of the internship there is I would call her Sister LeBlanc because that's that was her maiden name, and she would call me Brother Barler, and that's just that was our connection. It was just this funny little thing that we had just between us, and then after that we just we kind of I, I came back here to Atlanta after the internship, and um, we we stayed connected, um, and then it was about a year later at Youth Congress. I'm going to tell on her, and she's going to get upset at me. Go at this. for it. But she actually got my phone number first. Um, at at Youth Congress, the very next year, um, it was Wednesday. I think Youth Congress will start that that night, that um, Wednesday night. And it was Wednesday morning. Uh, some of us guys were at McDonald's. Some of us hyphen kind of just rode up together. And I'm at McDonald's, and I get this text from a random number in Louisiana. It says, hey, come hang out with us at the zoo. And it was her. And so when, when, she, said, when she said Brother Barler, um, then I knew. I was like, okay, I think I know who this is. And so she had actually got my number from a, from a mutual so friend of you ours. you didn't have the number. I did not have okay. her number. We had messaged like on social media, um, and we had hung out some just kind of in a group of friends. Mm-hmm. But um, she actually got my number first. That That's actually a very true story. So uh, at that year, Youth Congress— When you're, you're quality, you know, your caliber, Well, yeah. you don't even have to get the number. They just come ask for your— Well. If there's if any young ladies, James is right in the face. <laughs> if there's any young ladies listening, I would not advise them to go that route. And she says that that was not in her intent. She just wanted to hang out and you know mm-hmm. just yeah. all have fun. So we actually hung out uh, with some mutual friends that year at Youth Congress. I think just about every night, and uh, we took our first picture together at at Youth Congress. Okay. Um, that year, and then after that, it, we just we would talk. Since I had our number, we would talk every once in a while. Um, Skype, and then uh, later on the next year, uh, it was after because of the times that had gone down for for that. Um, it actually snowed the day after bot, and for whatever reason, I stayed over a couple days after bot and had some friends there in the church I was staying with, and we all went sledding. And um, that day, it was January the twenty fourth, two thousand fourteen, and from that day on, we talked every single day. And a year later to the day, January. 24, 2015, um, we got engaged at that very same spot where we sled together on the hill. Wow. So um, it was it was awesome. That's awesome, man. Dude, that is so cool. I don't think I knew that whole story. 
Like, I knew that I've heard the story. um, And, of course, Rachel and I met Jen eating pizza just like at all our gatherings. Yeah, yeah. Pizza and Bluebell. But I didn't know about the zoo. (laughs) Yeah, she actually, she's going to kill me for telling the whole world that now. Um, What you guys can take from this is girls (laughs) listening, always make sure that you give your number. Don't make the guy... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, and so, how long have you guys been married now? So, we'll be married four years in June. And uh, wow, really, we're just, I mean, for that first year and a half, we're just friends. We, 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 we hung out together um, in uh, groups and just had fun. Um, and uh, in a year and a half later, we just started talking every day and then, from that point on, married four years, and I have a seventh month, seven month old as of yesterday, and um, it's just great, man. I'm just I'm I'm very blessed. I get emotional when I think about it because it's like I'm so thankful for you guys. I think I think Rachel and I can't imagine life without you guys. Like it's it's just to the point where uh, y'all have been such an encouragement to us and our ministry, and I'm excited about what God is doing. In your ministry, let's let's talk about this for a second because I am so excited that you are on the Georgia District Youth Committee now, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about what you do in a moment. Uh, but of course, we serve on a youth committee and youth ministry, right. and uh, it, people that listen to the show know that we focus a lot on student ministry and helping youth pastors. Uh, and I love anytime I have the honor to interview a youth pastor um, as a fellow student pastor, I love to hear about how God uh, called you to student ministry because student ministry is a very unique ministry. It's a very humbling ministry. Uh, there's a lot of sacrifice involved in it. Most youth pastors are bivocational. Uh, a lot of times they're uh, working 40 hours a week in school, raising a family and being a youth pastor. So uh, tell me a little bit about when God started calling you, uh, because you, how many are in your youth group right now at Oak Park? We've got on the roster, we've got about 30 right now. It's incredible. And so got, we got a great group. Um, and, and God's, we've been doing some, some, some new things this year. We've kind of changed the way uh, we do some of our youth services and, and, um, and how we meet. And uh, there's, there's been a lot of good momentum, and I'm and I'm really excited about what God's doing. We've got a great group of young people, and um, they really have a heart for God, and so I'm excited to see that, see them grow. So, when did this start? When did you? <laughs> I, I know it's hard. That's a yeah. hard question, and I, you know, it seems like a very straightforward question. But anytime I ask a student pastor that, yeah. it's like, when did that begin? Because it's it almost feels like a part of who you are yeah. when you do it, and right. so. Like, it's hard for me to imagine not being a youth pastor because right. it's so much of who I am, but I didn't become a youth pastor until I married my wife, Rachel. Right. So it's only been about five years of student ministry right. for me. When did it start for you? Really, it's, for me, it's been a process. You know, I can look back. Um, it'll be four years now that Jen and I uh, have been leading the student ministry here at Oak Park. Wow. Um, we're the Aero Student Ministry. And... Um, it's been four years now, but really my you know process of, of being in student ministry, having a passion for student ministry goes way beyond just four years ago. Um, I can go back to you know being 16 and preaching my first sermon um, 
in front of the church on a Wednesday night. And this was at Oak Park? At, at, okay. at Oak Park. And, and um, I was in the youth group, and we had a youth night, and they asked me to speak. And really that night, if I can go back to a moment, one moment, and say that night, from that point on, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was going to be in full-time ministry. Like that, it, it was such, it was so strong that night. Um, this is, is something probably for a whole another podcast, whole different topic. But I, I really doubted that because I compared, I think, the way God was calling me and the process through which God had me on, I compared that to other people's process. And so I doubted mm. that I was really called because wow. of that. Um, but I can go back to that moment at 16, but even before that, at 14, I was, from since 14, I was serving on, on the youth committee here at, at uh, Oak Park. And um, even beyond that, at, as just a little kid, you know, as, as, at, at three years old, four years old, five years old, and we lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, we, we attended, um, uh, which is now uh, Bishop Billy McCool and the church there in uh, First Apostolic Church in Knoxville. And I would, as a three, four, five-year-old kid, I would mimic him preaching. I loved to preach. It was something that was in me from a kid. And so wow. it's kind of always been there. And um, there's these just little moments where doors have opened. Um, as a seven, eight-year-old kid here, I had a, uh, a Wednesday night um, kids Bible study teacher by the name of Sister Marlene Riggle. And um, she played a huge role in my life. Um, she taught us the word. She made it exciting for us to come to church. Like as seven, eight-year-old kids, we, we couldn't wait to get to church because she made Wednesday night so exciting, so fun. Wow. She is the one that told me that she started me in ministry because she gave me the first opportunity to speak as an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Wow. And she really pushed us to do that. And so uh, from that seven, eight, nine-year-old kid, you know, I would... I would sit there, you know, as a kid, eight, nine, uh, ten years old, and I would daydream about preaching. I would daydream about getting in front of the class and and preaching and everybody falling out. Like that's just as a kid, like that's just what I, that's what I wanted to do. Like I didn't want to do motion songs. I wanted to preach. Yeah. Um, as a kid, and so it's, it had always kind of been there. And then you know, at fourteen, um, the the youth pastor I had at that time asked me to be on the youth committee. And um, really saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, uh, but took a chance on me and, and, and really allowed me at that young age. I was in the youth group, but he, he allowed me to be part of the uh, planning team. And I got to kind of go, go behind the curtain for the first time and kind of see what goes into planning youth events, planning youth services. Wow. And at just a young age, that just made a huge impact on my life. And even just the, the thought that somebody would take a chance on me and, 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 and really have confidence um, in me at that age was just a huge thing. And then, you know, there at 16, filling that call. Um, and then four years ago, when, when my wife and I, when, after we got married and really took on the, um, the full leadership of, of leading the student ministry here at Oak Park, um, it's really been a journey and it's been a process. But um, so very grateful, just, just, just very grateful to all that God's done. And and, and kind of the journey and the process that God's had Jen and I on, I, I can remember, obviously, we were long-distance dating. And so I was thinking about this today when we asked the question about kind of how we met and, and our journey. Uh, um, there was one night, because we would Skype like every night. I mean, it would be like hours. I would be have to get up and go to work, and she'd have to get up and go to work, and we'd be so tired. Then we'd come home, yeah. and we'd, we'd Skype for hours again. And there was one, we'd been talking for days and weeks. And so there was one particular uh, night 
where I was like, okay, you know, this is going somewhere. And I just wrote down some questions because obviously I, I felt a call to ministry and I needed to see, okay, where's her heart? What does she feel? I'd felt a call to student ministry at, at that point uh, in my life. And so I'd, I'd, I'd written down some questions, had some things I wanted to ask her and really wanted to tell her what I felt God was calling me to. And wow. um, what was so crazy is, mm-hmm. is that night as I started talking about that, she said, hey, she said, this is crazy that, you, that you're bringing this up. She said, because this is the same exact thing I want to talk to you about. Wow. She had been working since she was 15. She had done just about every job at the church, um, worked in many different ministries. And that particular night, it, it, was, it, it was a Wednesday night um, because uh, she had said that uh, she was on youth staff there at the church. And they had had this major move of God. And I just what what I remember from that conversation is she said, um, that I want to see what, what's happening here at POA and being a part of this youth ministry. I want to see God do this somewhere else. And she had she had known really from a young age that she was not going to stay there forever. And God had kind of already prepared her. And so when she said that, I knew, okay, this is, I mean, I didn't tell her at that point, but I knew, I was like, okay, I think I think she's the one. Um, wow. But that's just kind of the whole journey that God's had us on. And, and um, it's just been really great. Um, really to see what God's done and, and kind of where he's taken us and, and, and where the youth group is. I'm just really excited. I'm just thankful for everything that God's done. See, it's so amazing that um, y'all were on the same page because that is such a big part of, of, of marriage, especially when you're living for God and you're serving in ministry is where are we going to go? Where are we going to be ministering? And this can yeah. be a heart-wrenching decision for people. Yeah. that are dating and so I, I remember Rachel and I feeling that same thing together about youth ministry and uh, we had we had just uh, come out of Community 360 and Matthew Johnson was preaching it that year and Rachel and I looked at each other I did the music for the event that year and I said I really feel like God's calling us to youth ministry and that was when um, the doors opened us for, up for us to be youth pastors at Apostolic Tabernacle. That's awesome. So I, I just can't imagine doing it without being on the same page as, no. as a married couple. I can't it even makes, imagine that. It makes that. all the difference. But you guys are blowing up the youth group. I mean, I know you guys have come a long way. I look up to you guys in so many ways uh, in youth ministry. You have your encounter uh, annual youth service every year that I would never miss, of course. <laughs> For y'all listening, James, you know, I had to miss one and he doesn't let me live it down, but I'll never miss it again. It's It's such a great event and it's called Encounter, right? Yes. And this is just an awesome event Um, and we can talk more about that, but um, you guys have midweek services now and do you guys, is it every week or is it every other week or how do you guys do that? So this year we actually changed it up. There there are many different reasons um, that we did this. but what we do now is obviously we have Sunday school every Sunday, and um, every Sunday I teach. Uh, right now I've, I've got a series that I'm doing, and uh, we're going through the books of the Bible, and um, it's been really, really cool, um, and uh, it's it's been great. Um, and there's some new things that we do in Sunday school as well as, as just really um, kind of engaging with the students. Um, but now we, we were doing a, a, a every Wednesday night, and, and, and now we do a once a month Friday night. Um, I like that. Okay. And 
it's really gone well. Um, the students so far, unless they're just lying to us, they, they say they love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, last year, uh, we were doing every Wednesday night, um, uh, except for the first Wednesday. On, on first Wednesday here, here at Oak Park, all the church comes together. Every ministry goes to the sanctuary. And then the rest of the Wednesdays, uh, there's, there's breakouts. And so um, last year, every Wednesday, we were, do, we were doing a, a, um, a youth service. And we started a youth band, and it's been something that since Jen and I took That's the awesome. um, youth ministry, we really wanted. There was a keyboard, a very old keyboard that we have here at the church, and I set it up. I got the old sound system that's like it's probably older than like Moses, and I set it up in the youth room and uh, had my father-in-law help me, and we got it all set up. And I set that keyboard up for probably two years and nobody played it like nobody touched it wow but I had it just sitting out there because I thought one day I just knew and um, kept praying that God would send us somebody and so now we've got two students that uh, play the keyboard uh, we've got a electric guitar player that's coming out of nowhere and it's amazing we've got an acoustic oh, gu- acoustic oh. guitar player jealous and electric um, guitar player. and it's just been a journey man it's just been a lot of prayer and just asking God and um, God opening doors and these students and and we've taken uh, some time and, 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 and some efforts to really um, put some investment into them uh, and to help them. And really, when we got music last year, that kind of elevated our, our um, youth services. And so this year, for many different reasons, we decided to do a once a month Friday night and our youth band does the worship and um, I preach and the, the youth services have just been awesome. Every service, we've, we've had a move of God. And it's just been amazing. It, it's a great way for guests to come. Our our attendance on Friday nights um, has gone up, and um, it's just been awesome. And so that's kind of where we are. And just in this season, um, it's worked well. And um, I'm just really excited about just where we are and where God's taking us. That's awesome, man. I love it. Um, and so. I told James, for you listeners, that I wanted to do a surprise question Q&A segment on the show. This is unprecedented. This is episode 20, by the way. Wow. And so we've never uh, done this before, and I thought, who better of a person to try this out with with James? And so uh, I have just some surprise questions uh, for y'all listening James hasn't heard these questions, so he's, you know, it's just a few, and I thought it'd be cool to get your insight on these. Okay, you ready? Okay. So, uh, we've just got a few here. So, welcome to the surprise question segment of Noteworthy. Number one, if you could compare yourself with any animal, which would it be and why? Compare myself with any animal. Wow. These are... uh... James has not heard these questions at all. He's not been screened. These are thought-provoking. And just a little insight here. These are questions that are actually asked in job interviews. And they're designed for people to think on their feet and be determined for for a job. So they're kind of like surprise questions. (laughs) Okay. I'm so, so glad it, we can edit with yeah, this. I'm just we can't glad, edit with this, this right? Be so, we can edit. We can edit if we have to. Um, okay. So, what animal would I be? Wow. Um, yeah. Who would you? you what know, animal would you? Okay. I'm just gonna yourself? go with the first thing that popped in my head, and okay. I, this is maybe scary. The first thing that popped in my head was a dolphin. Okay. 
that's the first thing that popped in my head. Okay, dolphins are cool. People like dolphins. You know, they can jump out of the water. They're fast. Um, Rachel knew you were going to pick the most random <laughs> animal. But I was not expecting a dolphin. Okay, a dolphin. so why a dolphin? People like dolphins. You know, people like dolphins. People pay um, to come see dolphins. People pay to come see dolphins. You know, they love dolphins. They you know jump out of the water and do tricks. And you can swim with dolphins. You can swim with a dolphin. I mean, there's not many you know other animals you can swim with. You know, so well that is just about a, as amazing an answer I could have expected. Um, <laughs> if <laughs> okay, so. You've been given an elephant. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, oh, this man. is serious. You've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Can't give it away or sell it. What do I do with the elephant? Um, what do you do with an elephant? We've got no space in our house. Garage is way too small. We have like no backyard. Jen and I were just talking about this yesterday. Um, we have like no backyard. You'd keep it in your youth room. We probably could keep it in the youth room. Um, we could tie it to a tree out back at the church. Um, okay, you know, that, that may attract could be more a drawing card. That could be revival. a drawing card for you know you know. Um, you could use it for political. Rights. Come to church. Don't don't be a dumbo. <laughs> I love it. That'll be our new slogan. Come to church, don't be a dumbo. I don't even know what I would say to that question. That's an actual interview question, by the way. Uh, And so this is a common one, though, okay? Uh, I've actually heard this one on the NAYC Inside Out interviews, so this one's pretty common. Wow, okay. If you had to be shipwrecked on a deserted island, but you have everything you need, like food and water... Uh, and you're taken care of with things like that, what two items would you want to have with you besides food and water? Because you already have food and water. Um, well, of course, the first one is, is, the, is the Word of God. You, you want that. Um, and that's a good answer. And the second thing, is there Wi-Fi included? I mean, that's like a survival. Like, do you have to have Wi-Fi to survive? So you want, your, you want the Bible and Wi-Fi, what but I'm nothing like <laughs> <laughs> like, is there before my two things? Is there Wi-Fi? Like, there is, is not Wi-Fi. That would survival have to be kit. One, that would be one of your two things. No, the only thing in the survival kit is your food, food and your water. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, got the Word of God, and um, can I have like an endless supply of something? Is that like possible? Um, I yeah yeah. Like, can I have an endless supply of like ice cream if I'm just going to be stuck there? Absolutely. Yeah, I got the got, Word of God and like. Homemade bluebell ice cream. Can you imagine sitting on an island, looking out at the beautiful blue ocean, and all you've got is your Bible and some bluebell ice cream? Bluebell ice cream. That just doesn't sound too bad to me. I mean, shout out to Bluebell. Cut the check Holly to Blue- No Worthy yeah. Podcast. This is sponsored by <laughs> Bluebell. No, I'm kidding. Okay, okay. So last question, then we'll segue because I really want to. I want to talk to you about okay. hyphen. Okay. So how many? And this is this is great for student ministry, student pastors. Get your ears ready, okay? Oh, boy. How many square feet of pizza are eaten in the U.S. each year? Oh, my Lord, man. (laughs) The look you gave me. How many square feet of pizza are eaten in the U.S. each year? It's startling. The answer is startling. I think half of it is just me, and then I'm probably 50% of that. 
Yeah, that's probably me too. Um, Any guesses? A million. A million. The answer is 2.4 billion square feet of pizza is eaten every year just in the United States. Wow. And I would just like to say to Papa John's and Little Caesars, you're welcome because student pastors are the ones bringing you all that business. Growing up, I honestly I thought little I thought Little Caesars was a like subdivision of like UBSAT <laughs> Youth Ministries. Like I really did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, if you haven't eaten pizza, you're not a youth pastor. End of story. Come on, man. Okay, so hyphen. Let's let's talk about hyphen. Uh, first of all, what in the world is hyphen? And the, in my experience Hyphen is the most misunderstood ministry in the UPCI because many people simply just don't know what it is. Fun fact, I have explained to my father, Talmud French, who is my pastor, I have used the word hyphen around him on at least 10 different occasions. I explain it every time, and next time I use it, he has no idea what I'm talking about. Um, So... And this is common if you use the word hyphen, if you're not in a, you know, if you say student ministry or youth ministry, people get that. But what does it mean to be a hyphen and why do we call it that at this point? Yeah, my my dad was telling my grandmother about us being involved in the hyphen ministry now uh, for the GDYM. And my grandmother said, what? And I said, grandmother, I said, college and career. And that kind of started shedding some light on it. Because I think for most churches, there was some type, like I know my, my parents back in, back in the day, there again, back in the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, my parents, they were over the um, Sunday school department for our church many, many years ago. And they started a college and career class because they, my, my dad saw a lack um, there was many in that age range that it, it, it was hyphen before it was hyphen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he started a college and career class. So I think for many, that's kind of like the um, grandfathered in a way of way you think of hyphen. But hyphen is the young adult ministry of uh, the UPCI Youth Ministries. Okay. And so it, it, the, the kind of the mission statement of it is to connect 18 to 30-year-olds um, for, for a service with purpose um, through resources and for a mission. Okay, I'm going to say that again because I kind of butchered it. Butchered it. Um, <laughs> it seeks to connect 18 to 30-year-olds for service with a purpose through resources and for a mission. Okay? Yes. So um, it's a cool um, cool mission statement. But really, it is, it, is, it is a targeted ministry for that college age range, 18 to 30, and really after college, single um, 18 to 30 year olds um, to really uh, help equip them for ministry. Um, and it's such, I think it's such a needed ministry because yeah, when you, when you look at most student ministries are 12 to 18, um, that's how ours is kind of set up right now. And mm. as soon as they hit, hit 18, they, they go to the hyphen and um, really, you know, after they hit 18 and they, and they go to college, or you know, um, if they do go off to college, um, I think for for so long um, there was just this massive drop off of us losing so many people. And um, I know here at Oak Park that was very true for us. And so hyphen ministry, even just for our own local church, I was a part of the hyphen ministry 
um, um, as a hyphen uh, just several years ago. And uh, it's such a big need because you lose so many of those um, young people when they go off to college. And so um, just speaking to, you know, what Oak Park has done, uh, we have some great hyphen directors here, Michael and Ketron Cobb at at our church. And um, our hyphen ministry has just helped really bridge that gap, um, give them uh, a place. And um, it's just been really really incredible at, at our church. We we have such a great um, rate of keeping uh, those hyphen age people when um, I think just a few years ago before we had the hyphen ministry or college and career ministry, um, you saw a great drop off of yeah. us losing those um, yeah. young people as they went off to college. And so I think it's such a needed ministry um, for, for those people in that they're all in that kind of same season of life can get together um, have Bible study, uh, have worship together, um, and um, it's just awesome. It really is. See, isn't it cool that we're sitting here? You know, you were just appointed as the hyphen director for Georgia. You know, we've got our hyphen retreat coming up. It's your first hyphen retreat being yeah. over that ministry. I know it's going to be awesome. Uh, but we met as hyphens. We did. And so... Rachel and I were talking about this on the way over here, that um, hyphen, which is basically symbolic of, of the in-between. You're in-between, right. you know, you're, you're not a youth anymore. You're not a student. And when you think about it, it's almost like adolescence part two. Mm, because yeah. you're, you're, you're coming out of high school, you're now an adult, you're, you're a young adult, but you've got these older adults that don't really see you as an adult yet. Right. You don't almost see yourself as that. Um, That's you're so coming true, yeah. out of those teenage years, so it so it 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 really can be a a awkward stage again. It it absolutely it can be very unfamiliar. It it can be a very lonely place because you're almost trying to find yourself again and find your own footing because now you're you know in that phase of life where you're transitioning to staying on your own two feet, really. Yeah. Um. And so. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> so when you think about being a hyphen, though, I remember, you know, I'm not considered a hyphen anymore because you know, I'm an right. old married man. Now, to my understanding, hyphen means you're not married, right? Right. Okay. Correct. So, but I remember what it felt like to be a, a hyphen. And I remember feeling, uh, you used the word lonely, and that couldn't you couldn't find a better word to explain right. what a lot of hyphen students are going through now you know it was different for me i was married at 23 years old rachel was 21 I was 23 too i didn't know that yeah and so i didn't have like this long season hyphen goes up to 30 years old right but there are a lot of you know people that are they're 25 you know 28 29 they're you know they're not married yet um, they're they're still you know travailing and praying for that to happen right. and, and you see a lot of this at hyphen retreat uh, but see that's okay I mean if you haven't found the right person you certainly should not be married yet uh, and right. so but they're all dealing with these emotions of being a hyphen and it is such a it can be such a lonely confusing place in your life where you're not in the youth group anymore and now you've you've been catapulted into college uh, and you're trying to you know, maneuver through the the stormy seas of philosophy, 
um, atheism, mm-hmm. you know, f- false teaching, things like right. evolution. It's like when you become a hyphen, everything you've ever been taught is questioned. Right. It's like, is that true anymore? And so I'm just very thankful that you are um, over this ministry. Uh, big shout out to Heather, uh, who was the former hyphen director. Um, she's just done a great job, and I'm really so excited has. about you transitioning into this and just being on, you know, the youth team and working together. Um, but what can we expect uh, next? We'll, we'll end with this. Next month is the hyphen retreat. So exciting. I love hyphen retreat. One of the highlights of the year. What can we expect to see at hyphen retreat in Georgia this coming June? Hyphen Retreat is going to be awesome, and I'm so excited about Hyphen Retreat. Um, it is happening June 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Georgia District Campgrounds. Uh, our speakers this year are Joel and Shanae Andrews from Delaware. Awesome. And we're so excited to have them this year. Um, Brother Joel's me speaking uh, Thursday night and Friday night. His wife will be speaking in our morning devotion on Friday morning and Saturday morning. Um, and so it's going to be great. I'm really excited um, going into Hyphen Retreat with a lot of uh, expectation and just really excited about what God's going to do in the services, but also going to have a lot of fun because hyphens, that's what we do is, is we have fun. Absolutely. And so uh, Friday we'll be going to uh, High Falls, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great time there. I've uh, got canoes, paddle boats, all kind of fun that's at High Falls. It's a blast, man. It's a blast. Um, and then we'll come back in the afternoon. We've got paintball. Uh, this is something we had several years ago. Um, and so it's it's backed by popular demand, uh, paintball yeah. at the campgrounds. That was a big hit. yeah. And so we're really excited about that. And um, then we've got something new this year that I'm really excited about. Um, it's never been done before uh, at the campgrounds that I'm aware of. It definitely, it definitely hasn't been done at Hyphen Retreat. Is uh, Friday night after our night service. Um, we're going to go out to the pavilion and we've got a taco truck. Yes. Taco food truck. Thank you, Jesus. Coming to the campgrounds. <laughs> and been wanting uh, this for so long. It, I, I'm really pumped about that. So if, if you're listening to this and you're planning to be there, uh, bring some extra cash. We'll have the concession stand open that night and we'll have the taco food truck there. Uh, we're going to have live music. We're going to have games. It's just going to be a great time hanging out there um, Friday night after the service. And I'm just excited about what God's going to do. It's such a great time where you can come together, hyphen all over the district. We can worship together. Uh, we can pray. Um, and we can also have a lot of fun. And uh, it's, 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 such a, it's such a great thing, and, and I'm just really looking forward to it. It's going to be great, man. Guys, make sure you mark your calendar for that. That's coming up in, in just about a month here. And uh, there's so much exciting stuff. Be sure to go to the website. Um, GeorgiaYouth.org. You can pre-register, check everything out yep. there, yep. and uh, it's it's going to be exciting. But uh, would you help me just pray for our upcoming camps, hyphen retreat, and let's just pray together that God would help us as we go into this season of, of ministry in the summer. Lord, in Jesus' yes, name, Lord, in name God, God, we are so thankful to you for be servants in your kingdom. We're so excited about what you're doing. I thank you for James. I thank you for hyphen ministry. I thank you for hyphen students. I pray that you would touch everybody that's in that in-between stage in their life. Lord, I pray that you would help them, Lord, if there's any loneliness, any fear, any depression. I, I pray that you would help them and encourage them at this upcoming hyphen retreat because that is what it's all about. Touch our students in Jesus' name. Touch the youth team as they minister. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. James, I love you, man. I'm so 
thankful you could do this. Thank you, you man. I, I need you. I, you know, we, I just, I wouldn't want to do this student pastor thing without without friends that, that know what you go with, go through and what you deal with. And, and Jen just, and I feel the same exact way, man. We love you guys and, and you guys have helped us. And even before we had a youth band, you guys came. I remember yeah. it's been a couple years ago sure. now. It was and, awesome. And helped us out with some music. And um, it's just, we're, we're all better together. And, and, and having one another, um, I just wouldn't want to do it without it. Amen. I believe it. I love you, dude. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks. <laughs> okay.